come with us. When you wish upon a star. Come and remember the magic. Welcome to 90s Disney, your podcast for everything about Disney in the 90s and also Universal. What? I'm your host, AJ Minotti, joined by my brothers, Mike Minotti. Hi. And Chris Minotti. It's Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> guess again, super goons. Uh, that's always she said, like, welcome to 90s Disney. And I should have guessed again, super goons. Uh, no, no. If only foresight was a thing. <laughs> if only we could start over again. So why are we talking about Universal? That's not Disney. April Fool's. Uh, there we go. It's April. Yes. If we can do something a little different. We, it's, it's, it's wacky. SB 90s or Disney. Yes. <laughs> but so 90s is all right. We'll go with something the former. Else true and near and dear to our heart. Yes, a good and true theme park. A good and true theme park. <laughs> all right, guys. We are going to talk all about the Islands of Adventure, which is the second gate to open at Universal Studios Escape. We'll talk God about that later. That's what they yeah, called it then. They called the I resort. About that. Yeah, ex- uh. <laughs> they like it that way. <laughs> uh, so obviously, a whole theme park is a big purview for one episode, so we're not going to get like too crazy deep in all the attractions, but hopefully this gives a little appreciation of how this park came to be and some of the history that you may not have known. And we were there, was it, was it 99? We were there pretty we early. We were there pretty early, because a lot of stuff yep. that changed, I remember seeing it before it changed. So right, right. We'll talk about our, our, our early trips there at the end here, but this is a theme park that opened on May 28th, 1999. Let's go back to May of 99. Big, big month. <laughs> In, in yeah. general, it turns this is out. probably one of the biggest lists we have for one of these. Yeah, and they're all interesting. May 1st, SpongeBob SquarePants oh, babies. They still make new episodes of that, right? There's the movie I, just came out. It's pretty a, good. a third movie, and then there's like a new spinoff show about them as kids, because, of course, in, in any show that's popular, they yeah. all knew well, each Rugrats other as kids. Well, Rugrats went the other way. Yeah. Was, they did all the grow games up. are back. Everyone likes the new game. <laughs> uh, John Elway retired from the NFL on May 2nd. Who? How dare you? Turn that off. Wow, rookie move there, Chris. Ooh, yeah. Silent your phone. Uh, it's usually always silent. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not forgiven. Uh, John Elway himself is mad. Yeah. Uh, I only bring, bring it up because John. of Universal, but The Mummy de- uh, debuted on May 4th. Oh, God. Man, this oh, is a movie man. a lot of people love. Why was Brendan Fraser tw- trending the every other day? So, it's hilarious. Just every, every so often he comes everyone up. Everyone loves like, Brendan Fraser. We Except for him. me, who has famously hated him forever. Why? Yeah, I don't like him. Jerk. And I'm the only one. And uh, to be clear, <laughs> I didn't like him back before it was a whole thing where everyone liked him. I just never liked him. I don't know. I don't like mummy movies. I don't care about anything. You didn't, you didn't like uh, Bedazzled? Is that no. The one where you, where he was in that. He was in the other There's Looney Tunes. There's a whole Tune, scene uh, in Bedazzled where action. he's negotiating the size of, you know, <laughs> and it's like, eh, it's weird. Okay. But more importantly, on May 19th, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Oh, that was a big deal. You had to go to Pizza Hut, Taco <laughs> Bell, and KFC to get all the toys. That's right. <laughs> you know, the, the second time we saw this in theaters was the first time I ever fell asleep <laughs> in the theater. Always forget, was it the Senate scene that. when she, she was talking about the, <laughs> I think, I think it was the Trade the Federation <laughs> When you realized you had to watch Episode One again. <laughs> Didn't memes role, memes weren't that, a thing back then. You, so. not like a year, a couple years ago, you went to see Aquaman and yeah. fell asleep at the very beginning and slept through the whole. Seriously, movie. five minutes in. Just 
throwing fifty dollars. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> They're nice chairs, Mike. They're nice. Yeah, chairs. right. And also, the Space Shuttle Discovery completes the first docking with the International Space Station Ooh, on May 29th, a day after the park. Uh, so number one movie, yeah, Phantom Menace. <laughs> yep. Uh, number two is Notting Hill. In case you're curious, in case I you wasn't, want to... but there you go. Um, the number one song we know this one. <laughs> Living La Vida oh, Loca. Yeah. The Shrek song. <laughs> no! <laughs> I have some memories of the, the Poland, Ohio Swim Club with Living La Vida Loca blasted and just <laughs> loving those summer vibes. Oh, man. The wow. halcyon days of the late yeah. 90s at the Swim Club. <laughs> swim Clubs. Are those the thing? Uh, that's yeah. still a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's still, it's still there. Uh, okay, so Universal begins plans for their second park not long after the studios opens in 19. 19- uh, this project is led by a fellow named Phil Hatima, I'm going to guess is how it's pronounced. He's the Senior Vice President of Attraction Development at Universal. So he had a lot to do with a lot of the attractions built at the studios. And naturally, then he became involved with the creation of this uh, second park. So originally, the idea was an all-cartoon park, in part to really go after Disney. Because while Studios was doing okay with like an older crowd, had a lot of thrilling attractions, more mature attractions... Uh, they felt they were lacking in things for younger kids and families. That's aside, aside from Barney and E.T. and Fievel, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But that stuff wasn't opening in 90, was it? I 90, think e. maybe was, not. Maybe E.T. Yeah, e. Probably was Ghostbusters there. would have been something. That's like, like, that's like that's scary. That's yeah, like the same know? thing as like Fetches. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which is exactly. Like, it's like older kids. So they were going to call this park Cartoon World. Fancy name. It's funny when you think about it, like you see, you could see how this is the origins of right. this park. So the original plan was to license characters from Warner Brothers, including all the Looney Tunes, uh, the DC Comics characters. DC Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters of Jay Ward, who did Rocky and Bullwinkle and Dudley Do-Right, uh, and Dr. Seuss. So a few things start immediately gumming up the works. So Time Warner acquires Six Flags in 1990, and they get the full license to DC Comics, which is why all the Six Flag parks have right. all the Batman and, so, and so, Superman So, so there goes and Looney Tunes and all, all, a Batman and Well, everything. Looney Tunes wasn't necessarily a part of that. It was a lot of royalty disagreements that kind of killed the Warner Brothers conversation. Huh. And um, I read this, this really great interview with Phil Hatima that I'll link to in the show notes where he talks a little bit about some of the attraction plans they had for uh, Looney Tunes. He said, like, it was going to be incredible. Uh, it would have Bugs Bunny. Would have, they would use Duck Dodgers in the attraction. See, that's, like, that's, that's kind of the problem with Six Flags. It's like that became the home for all the Warner Brothers stuff. But six, those are amusement parks. Yeah, they're not going to be themed. Not, and in yeah. a lot of instances, they took old amusement parks like Magic Mountain and, and in our case, uh, Geauga Lake, Lake yeah. and just turned them into, quote-unquote, Six Flags. And they built a nice roller coaster and colored it purple and called yeah, it a Batman coaster. That's, right. that's mm-hmm. fine, but... Not that much theming. Right. It sounds like this, this, this Looney Tunes ride might have been what became Spider-Man. Okay. Okay. Kind of the way he, he was talking about it. So they're still kind of trying to work this out. They still want to do the whole Cartoon Island thing, but then Jurassic Park in 1993. And they built the attraction in Hollywood. And they're like, okay, we got to bring this to Florida. We'll put it in the studios. But then they kind of stop and think, oh, well, this, this could be bigger. This can be its own land. We can put it within the cartoon park. It doesn't have to be a cartoon park. Right. We, we don't have to limit ourselves. That's it, it, and they, originally, that was going to go where Men in Black is now. Mm-hmm. That was the site for it. It's, like, if you go to Hollywood, uh, and what's well, a Jurassic World right there, but it really is just like this. It's one ride down in that lower lot. Yeah. There's not so, enough like, room for, for lands. Right, exactly. So, it, yeah, in Jurassic Park, 
the whole movie is about a theme park. So if anything should be a land. Right. So this is where they start to develop this concept of individual islands as a way to create separation between all these different themed areas. Especially now that it's not all cartoons, you need a little bit more of a a boundary between everything. Kind of like World Showcase. But it really is. But also, it, it, this is kind of kind of revolutionary in a sense that there's not really a combining theme here. Uh, and this is the model for a, a lot of parks now. It's just, no, there's a bunch of lands and maybe they aren't, you know, connected. I mean, that's what Disney parks are almost kind of becoming like, mm-hmm. like Hollywood Studios. What's the connecting theme there with Toy Story? Yeah, like, movies, no, it's just, yeah, it's just a place that houses that. these lands that are super hyper themed, but are they connected to each other in any kind of significant way? Although even Disneyland is kind of like that in a way. Right, right. right. Um, so they begin construction on like the city walk area and the surroundings in ninety five, but they really don't begin actual construction on this park until nineteen ninety seven. That means they built this whole thing in two years. Man, they, they don't build a ride in two no, no, years no. anymore. How long has Guardians of the Galaxy uh, it's been under construction? Be two years, even. right? <laughs> Epic Universe has been a plot of dirt for more than two years, right? It's insane to think that. So they start the construction. They open up the Islands of Adventure Preview Center at the studios. Where was that? It is, if you're at the Mummy Coaster, where the lockers are. Oh. Yes. Uh, so that's where that was located. And Tried to trip you up there, Ads guy. Nah, see, right. I'm ready. Yeah. I, I told you, man. I, I read up on this. Um, so they, are, as they're building construction, they're building out this whole resort concept. They're getting ready to do all this. So when Universal Studios opened in 1990, bit of a disaster. Yes. Yeah. Everything broke. Yep. To the point where like 10% of attendees demanded refunds because nothing was working. And they had to remake Jaws, basically. Yeah. So they did not want that to happen again. So even though the park opened in May, they soft opened the entire park in March of that year, March 27th. And it was done with the understanding, like, cheap tickets, but stuff might break, stuff might be down for the day. You know, this is a preview. And, you know, take it or leave it. So you don't, you know, don't complain to us. But it does work. Yeah. They have their opening in May, and it's pretty smooth. <laughs> pretty much everything works. So that definitely paid off for them. So the park, as we mentioned, it's, it's these islands around the lagoon. So you're creating a circular design instead of the kind of Disneyland hub-and-spoke model. Uh, you still have kind of an entry thoroughfare in the, um, the port of entry. That's like your main street. But With then, that incredible music. I love I uh-huh. that whole design of that place. But so they kind of were doing a little bit of human psychology study and came to the realization that, like, typically in North America, Western civilization, people will go right. So they kind of said, okay, if everyone's going to want to go right, that's where we put the family-friendly stuff to start. So that's why Seuss Landing is the first island to the right, because the kids and the family are going to go that way. Hmm. Rebellious youths. Go uh, against the norm, they like, would go like left. Like us Minotis. Exactly. So that's why Marvel Superhero Island is to the left, because that's where your biggest roller coaster is and your thrills and, and that way. So Jurassic Park, they really saw Jurassic Park as like the big attraction. So that's yeah, like, why which is funny because I think it's probably overshadowed by Spider-Man. Sure. <laughs> but that's why it's in the far back. But it is like the weenie too. When you look on the lagoon. Yeah, you see the, the visitor center yep. and, and Especially when they're playing this in 95, you can see why they thought. Exactly. So that's the biggest attraction in the back, physically biggest and like IP biggest, to draw you all the way to the back of the park. So that's kind of 
how they went yeah. about. I, I like set. parks that are kind of designed. Obviously, the spoken wheel thing is maybe even more convenient, right? Because you can get to each place. You nice. got across. Yeah. yeah, but there's it's something very pleasing about that one big body of water in the yeah, middle. It just you can feels look more at, vast, and they you know? they did a good job of creating good. Um, shorelines for each island if that makes sense like every everything's placed in the water looks interesting yeah and even though like it's these disparate things you see popeye's ship and the jurassic park discovery center they did a very good like, job of like making sure they had interesting things on the shoreline yeah there. it just all looked cool to see like, yeah, all like mythos on the yeah, one yeah. end and stuff like that you had the hulk coaster kind of skating by the water i'm curious do you, do you know if that body of water was it Man-made, I assume. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wait, what was there before? All it was that? going to be a shopping mall. Oh. Until the development plans fell through in the 90s and Universal got the land. Yeah, well, yeah I'm sure they wanted that land pretty. I hope oh, they got yeah. a good price for that. Yeah, Whoever yeah. owned that land better have realized Universal <laughs> is probably going to pay pretty well for it. Yeah. So I'm going to go through kind of each of the islands. Um, you know, I'll hit on some of the big attractions, talk a little bit here and there. Like I said, we're not going to go into like... You know how they build yeah. the exact mechanisms we, for Spider-Man, but yeah. if, I, if something's interesting, I kind of one down. episode alone could be Spider-Man. Yeah, we right. usually do one ride for an episode or something like that. So this yeah. is a whole park. Someday we might revisit one or two of these. Who knows? If we're doing this long enough. <laughs> so like I said, Port of Entry is kind of your main entrance. It's, it's very much the main street. There's some there's some dining. There's some shopping. There's, there's some a snacks. Cinnabon. There's a Cinnabon. That, the best Cinnabon in Seriously, the world. Seriously, like every day, every time we went, they had to go get breakfast at Cinnabon. I love that. This is a fantastic entry area. It's, it's like. It's Mediterranean like, like It's like Mediterranean fantasy. fantasy, but it has like little bits of elements from all the different islands. Um, that was kind of the, the conceit yeah. about it is like it's like the shipping center and everything's going to go out to all the other islands from here. It's like that fake Coca-Cola bottling. Uh -huh. <laughs> I love uh -huh. that. And what's interesting, so the big weenie for the park is the lighthouse, which isn't even inside the park. Mm -hmm. It's actually outside the gates, yeah. but it's still part of the Port yeah, of Entry. Like, what's the name of that, that restaurant in the Port of Entry? That, um, like, the song on the soundtrack that you like. It liked. just went out of my head. Because you made us eat there the one time. Oh, uh, Confisto. Confisto Cafe. Cafe. That's it. Because it was where they confiscated all the contraband yeah. that went through the port. <laughs> oh, the background, the story. Nice. I mean, here's you'll find. Oh, we'll talk about the Universal one all out and like story for everything. Well, so. and we, yeah, it paid off. This is when Disney was going kind of nuts with that stuff too. But they were more overt about a lot of their story. Okay, and and, and we'll, okay. we'll talk about that too. But uh, we'll tell our story about Confisto in a few hours yeah. at the end because that's a good one. So. We're going to go the Minotti route and go left. We always go left on these lagoon things. We always go to always. Mexico first. Yep. I don't know what's left first when you're in Disney Sea, but I bet we would go there first. Probably. <laughs> probably. Well, you always go left in the line. Yeah. That's shorter that yep. way. Always. So we talked a little bit about how DC fell through. So Universal goes to Marvel. It's funny how at the time that seemed like a downgrade. It was. It well, right Marvel, was. Marvel was in rough shape in the early 90s. Batman was a huge movie success. Yeah. Marvel did not have that. I think X-Men came out in 99, so... It, like that was that wasn't a known quantity by the right. time they were designed. Yeah, There's no X Men thing at there. first. Like no the, the best movie. thing Marvel had going for it was the X Men cartoon show. We were right, and there was a the Spider Man awesome cartoon show that was also it was like popular. Yeah, but, but it wasn't like, like turtles. And even then, that's anything. what they went with, really. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Did you it, see too? Somewhat recently, the the concepts and and art for the rides for the DC version got got leaked. Uh, or yeah, put I out. saw some of that. I stuff. actually didn't. Oh, uh, there's some. We should put some of those. There's some neat stuff. You can kind of see some of that cartoon world like bones here because this is very much based off of those Marvel cartoons and, and the comics. Mm -hmm. Like this is Yeah, for sure. Even still, it's nice how it has that separation from the MCU stuff that we're so used to now. Right, from Marvel. because it just predates it, yeah. So 
like I said, Marvel's bleeding money. This was the time they were licensing to any movie studio. This yeah. is why Sony has Spider-Man and why Fox had X-Men and Fantastic Four. Why we got Par- those weird Captain Paramount. America movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Paramount had Iron Man. And Universal had the Hulk. That was the That's only thing right. they bought. And they hadn't even made their movie yet. But they were. But they did have the rights. They did have the film rights to the Hulk. But kind of knowing that Marvel was kind of willing to license, they are like, all right, well, let's go to these guys. And they said, no problem. Absolutely. So it's very interesting. Even in like it's hard to remember like the pre-Disney owning Marvel days, but even then, the the contract used it was very interesting. It used the Mississippi as the dividing line, east and west of the Mississippi. I, re- I skimmed through the contracts, ah. and that's what they always talk about: east of the Mississippi, west of the Mississippi. And well, as long as eighteen hundreds, right? <laughs> as long as Universal built and maintained something using the certain properties from any family of characters, no one else could do it in that region. So, but that gets real vague, family, because everybody's part of different. Like, who's an Avenger? Everyone's been right. An so, I don't know how they hash out the specificities of it, but basically, in Islands of Adventure, you've got four main groups being utilized. You've got Spider-Man and his kind of rogues gallery. You've got the Avengers, the X-Men, and the Fantastic Four. Uh, in Universal Japan, they actually do have the Spider-Man ride there. So, same thing. Tokyo Disney can't have a Spider-Man yep. ride. Huh. Mm-hmm. East of the Mississippi, huh? But conversely, they never did anything in Hollywood. I think they could have, they just didn't. Huh. Which is to Disney's great benefit yeah. now. Yeah. They beat it now. But even with that stipulation, um, they still can't use the name Marvel in anything, even in California. That's why it's not Avengers Campus. It's Avengers Campus, yeah. Oh, See, it's God. not like the Marvel. That whole thing is plan. so it, it's so crazy. And even though I'm usually so gung-ho Disney, Universal has done such a good job with this stuff that I'm like, I hope Universal can actually just kind of hold on to those rights mm-hmm. in I, the East Coast forever. I think they can both exist because well, Disney will be MCU aesthetic, it, and, and this is yeah, more comic book the, the problem is this isn't something that Universal can build off of, and eventually I think they're going to want to retheme it. And that hurts me because Spider- we'll talk about Spider-Man should be this park's like Pirates of the Caribbean. It should be forever. Right. And someday it won't be. But you yeah. got to wonder, too, like, what are the merchandise sales alone at Universal just because Marvel has become yeah. so popular? Yeah, I mean, here. they're definitely So to me, like, they, they would yeah. keep it as long as they possibly could. Yeah, just they're they're still selling toys. <laughs> Not anything from them, just from the MCU stuff. So there was one time they really upset Marvel in the pre-Disney days. This was in 2002. So Universal's pretty well known for their Halloween horror nights. Uh, where they do all kinds of themed haunted mm-hmm. houses and stuff, and, and they were doing them at Islands of Adventure. And for Halloween that year, the superhero island became Island Under Siege, and they kind of themed it around the plot of the uh, miniseries run Maximum Carnage, where Carnage literally kills all the heroes. Oh, it, have you seen video of this before? It's terrible. I have not, I, uh, but it, 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 it paints a grim picture. Basically, yeah. they created a haunted house. You're going into like Carnage's lair, and you literally see the bloody remains of superheroes. <laughs> and Marvel was like, wait, what are you doing? We still sell toys and comic books, these guys. We can't show a kid Captain America's like corpse and fucking corpse. Wow. And then think they're gonna go buy a comic book at the gift yeah. shop. Yeah. Like why bother? He's dead now. So they got a they got a little bit of a slap on their wrist for that one, but really that was it was just like a don't do that again, please. Sure, so sure. So again, we go we go in the future, and Disney acquires Marvel, and everyone's like, "Well, what does that mean for Universal?" Yeah. And Bob Iger came out and said, hey, "We're going to honor the contract. Like, we're not going to make them retheme a theme park land." I mean, they can't. Also, it yeah. is a contract. It is a contract in perpetuity and, and everything like that. Um, but this land so rules. not only could they not use the Marvel name, 
even where there's no competition, they can't build a, th- a themed simulator ride that uses any Marvel characters. Ah, this is why yeah. the Spider-Man ride and presumably the Avengers ride, whenever that does happen, aren't just like straight up simulators of any sort. But they could do it in Hong Kong where they built the Iron right. Man experience because, again, there's, there's nothing competing in that area at all. That's, that is nuts that they, there's an Iron Man ride in Hong Kong's Tomorrowland. That is where their Star Tours was, right? It's right. Just, it's their Star yeah. Tours ride. Yeah. 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 And there's the Ant-Man ride, don't forget. Yes. From, from, what, from, Buzz, from Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. That, that whole thing is interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. So we've got three uh, major attractions in this land. The first one, of course, The Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man, possibly the greatest theme park attraction yeah. ever made. We, we, I think so. We talked about this a bit on our Super Dark Ride episode. I forget. Where did I land? I always go back and forth between this and the Indiana Jones. I don't know. I think I might it's have said Indy. Journey. Uh, I, See, and then this, we were talking about this earlier tonight. To me, like, this was such an evolutionary leap. Like, yes, it kind of is rooted in what Indiana Jones did in 95, but just the way it combined physical and digital effects and everything like that. Like, Harry Potter is definitely an evolution of that. As so many things have become. Like, right, this was but, the like, this was, it, this was, it was the Mario 64 of theme park rides. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just was I such, know, exactly a, such a leap. You I know mean. you do. <laughs> uh, this ride is... So good. It's so much fun. I, I, I love the line, how you're in the Daily Bugle, mm-hmm. and they're playing those fun little, like, new snippets. J. Jonah Jameson is always so good when he's done right, and he's done very oh, well. Yeah, this is, like, this second rock. to J.K. Simmons. Yeah, like, I love this version of him. And it, 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 it's, like, it's, it's all funny and kind of cartoony, but it's also, like, kind of, like, scary. Like, oh, like, all these bad guys are out. They sold the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Why would they do that? But they're doing that. Because <laughs> they can, and, I guess. Very 90s villain thing to yeah, do. Right? Yeah. But it's just such a fantastic job of mixing those physical elements with, with the screens. I don't mm-hmm. know, like... Like, this is kind of partly to blame for Universal becoming such a screen-dependent park for a while. Yeah, because this, this was so successful. Yeah, this really worked. But, there, like, some of the effects still, like, when uh, when the Hobgoblin throws that pumpkin and it explodes into that actual wall. Mm, and then when you're yep. floating up and those, like, buildings are flying by you. It works so well. It still gets you. Like, if you, if you weren't told right away that, hey, you're not actually, like, moving up, yeah. I, I, it'd be hard I, to believe that. Again, well, the idea that this... Might be gone someday. Upsets me because, yeah. and, and I don't like. I don't even know why I'm saying that because there's nothing to say that. But I just feel like at some point Universal is not going to want to keep investing. I mean, well, when when uh, that's why they'll get Transformers. When Transformers happened, yeah. I almost thought for sure that uh, Marvel Superhero Island was going to become a Transformers Island because that oh, ride is goodness. exactly the same. Then they just built it in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, yeah, that is odd. It is a good ride in its own well, right, it's too. Well, because it's just basically the Spider-Man. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. I, one of my favorite things I ever did with my kids when they were younger, and especially my daughter Sophia, she's super into Spider-Man, and they were asking me to tell them a Spider-Man story. And I stopped and I thought, well, well did they ever tell you about the time that me, Uncle Mike, and Uncle Chris helped Spider-Man save the Statue of Liberty? <laughs> I just told them the story of the ride, but like from our perspective. Yeah, we're here. And it's easy to tell the story because I know it, so I don't like trip over my words or anything, so it <laughs> sounds like a memory to them. Yeah. So they're like, oh, yeah, Dad... Help Spider-Man, <laughs> like you do. Great job. Don't don't quit your day job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then, of course, we have the Incredible Hulk coaster. Uh, uh, this one point like your favorite was, coaster. Isn't it was it? like tied for the record for most inversions, I believe. It was eleven. Yeah, it's 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 um doing a ver- vertical launch hill that goes from zero to forty. Before shooting you into a zero gravity roll at the top, and then you just go. Mm-hmm. And the original incarnation of the ride, the plot was you are kind of in Banner's lab where he's left notes on what he thinks went wrong with the gamma radiation experiments that you can hopefully fix it. 
and it's weird because like it's a recording, but then it's also the present. It's a long clear, yeah. Because yeah. the, the highlight of the original ride for me, like story wise, was when you're in that launch tube, and he's like all like, I think. I think it's going to work this time. And the computer's like, warning, coolant level's dropping. And then he starts screaming, no. Oh, and as it you, like, you. Launch. It's, it's you, very like, intense. You, like, for him, it's like, oh, very no. intense. And there's, like, this great sound, like the Hulk roaring as you come out of the t- the, the tunnel at the top. For everyone to hear, too. Yeah, like, and it's and... it's just, it's visually great the way it races towards mm-hmm. the water and under the bridge and overhead. And yep, with it, the fog effect it, there. It really does look like... Just this twisted mass of metal that the Hulk just beat up. Like, it's so good. It's such it. a good I ride. enjoy watching it from that bridge. Yes. <laughs> and honestly, it is one of the more fun coasters to watch. Oh, yeah. Very, very cool. And when they, it's interesting. When they re, when they refurbished it, they literally just rebuilt it, like, yeah. bit for bit. Mm-hmm. They just needed to replace the track. They changed the story a little bit. Now you're, like, in General Thaddeus Hat. Uh, Thaddeus, uh, Thaddeus Hatch. Hatch. <laughs> We're not, that, that was last year's April yeah, Fool's episode. <laughs> Thaddeus, what's his last name? I just said it earlier. Ross. I don't know. Ross. 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 Yes, thank you. <laughs> Why are you well, so obsessed? No one, no, no one knows this general's name, AJ. He's you like the, the Hulk's villain. Okay, yeah. <laughs> With Edward Norton. Look, I don't, the, the Hulk's <laughs> Rogue Gallery. The <laughs> Universal <laughs> Movie, Mike. Come on. Oh, I did see that movie. Yeah. <laughs> it took me two sittings to get through it, but I saw it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's like you're like a soldier. Like Ross thinks he's figured out how to replicate the Hulk. It doesn't work. Yeah. Now we're all Hulks. We're all we're, we're all Hulks, Hulks now. <laughs> uh, there's also Doctor Doom's Fearfall, which is I mean it's just the your basic uh, uh, drop ride, but it, it always launches yeah. up. You get a good view. The, I, the whole plot it is very funny. It's like Doctor Doom has captured you, you and the other citizens of what's the country where he's technically the love, ruler? Love, love, something with an L. Latvania or Lavania, something. Yeah, something. Yeah. So he's forcing you to get into this machine he built to extract your fear, so he can beat the the the, the Fantastic Four. I have no fear. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work on me, Doctor. <laughs> I didn't you know, give him my fear. I was terrified, but, but the, I did The didn't. funny thing about this attraction is if you face the one way, it's great. You launched up, you saw the park, you could see the studios. If you launched the other way, you saw I-4. Oh, there's I-4. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Yeah. That hey, then, you might be able to see Epic Universe here. Yeah, soon. someday. But it was great, too, as you came back down and, like the rise over. He's like, you have served Doom well. Yeah. And then you just kind of leave. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it. Guess, right. guess, guess Gather your belongings and step out to the... <laughs> well, and this one is an exit into a gift shop. It exits into an arcade where I was always waiting for you guys. It was a nice, yes. a nice arcade. Yeah, it was there, actually. Arcade. It probably filled off a bunch of bad, like, glorified iPhone arcade games now. Probably. Yeah, probably. the way it is. They, they did... I remember the first, like, new thing that came to Allen's of Adventure was that Storm... Stormforce Team Accelerator. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, it was right. just their Tico. And you were, you, were, you were generating uh, storm electricity to uh, repel Magneto or something. Yeah, what like, the other eye, they're like, Perfect. Magneto's retreating. We did it. Oh, where is he? <laughs> this, I didn't see him. This place has some great gift shops. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, high-end collectibles, comic books. Oh, that comic there, there's, book store is amazing. There's a comic book store here that I loved. And this was before hope, right? I really <laughs> yeah. read comic books. But it's a great comic this book store. This is where store. we got all the essential Spider-Mans. We got, and... Yeah, they used to make those essential collections, which would have, like, the original comics and they did it for Spider-Man, and I would get those here and like read the original '60s Spider-Man comics, which were super great. Mm-hmm. And I would like read through a lot of those while waiting, waiting for you guys to do a lot of these rides. I wouldn't do. Now you can pay five bucks a month and read them all on your phone. We never, <laughs> we never did do the uh, Fantastic Four. Uh, the cafe. Yeah. My one friend in, in in middle school and high school had one of the. It was like a tie-dye shirt with Wolverine on it. That he wore, I think, for like 10 oh, years. My Hulk shirt. You had a Hulk shirt that was the same thing. Oh, Some people know thing. what I'm talking about. They had like colored tie-dye shirts and then like All a, these a superhero heroes, yeah. in the front. It was great. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you shirt. know, it's like even the facades, like 
it's it's like these really cartoon looking buildings with like basically cardboard cutouts of superhero like Captain America hitting Modok with a shield. First time we saw Modok. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I tell mean, you what, it's, it's like years later. It's like, oh, Modok, I remember him yeah. from Universal. Yeah, the big head. Yeah, great. Was it was he in Marvel versus Capcom too? He's in Marvel vs. Capcom three. Three, okay. Yes. Two had th- two was where I learned about Thanos. Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to Toon Lagoon. I'm gonna go through this one a little faster because we're going along well, already. That is one of the uh, the big. That, that's ones, a highlight. So. Yeah, Toon Lagoon yeah. is man such classic characters as Hagar the <laughs> this, Horrible. This and, is the uh, <laughs> and, and Beetle Bailey, Dagwood and Blondie. Dagwood. Get yourself a Dagwood's favorites. There's a fast food restaurant here we Heath never Cliff went to. Heathcliff. Yeah, he's well, there. Well, it was just the burger guy, right from. Was oh, that the fast food place? Oh, no, that's a different... That was a stand, yeah. yeah I'll, pay, a stand. I'll, I'll glad you paid you Tuesday for a burger today. <laughs> this is like the most... Oh, this theme park was supposed to be all cartoon characters. Yeah. So, this, so this is featuring characters from King Feature Syndicate. They're primarily the guys who do Popeye, but they do all the comic strip characters we just the mentioned. Funniest. And then Jay Ward, who is the original creator of... Rocking Bullwinkle, Dudley Do Right, so kind of those two two there. places where they, we're living they, they, here. They work together fine enough. Yeah, and this is all very much a water based land. There's a lot of water features to get wet in and play around in. Yeah. It's, it's very you whimsical. Know, I'll, I'll I'll stand up for this. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah. People, I, this is I the butt fun, of jokes, but... and I get it. Like you know, compared to going to Fantasyland and meeting Pinocchio and, and Dumbo and Mickey Mouse, <laughs> meeting Dogwood is kind of weird, <laughs> but it's well done. Yeah. And the Popeye um, raft uh, ride is is Popeye very good. Popeye and Uto's bilge ratch barges. This, I, I used to like these kind of rides a lot. I don't like doing them anymore. Well, we, just we had one at our local theme park or Jaga Lake. Jaga Lake. Right. Come and back we up again. It was incredible. What's yeah, that, that called? Type of like, ride. It's something with Grizzly Run or Grizzly something. River Run or something. No, Grizzly no, River. That's, that's the, the name California of the one. Event. It know, was that, similar. Wasn't it, it just was, called that though. It was bear themed. <laughs> yeah, and, and we loved it. We thought it was great, and we did all the bones of it are still there. Yeah, they are. It's one of the last few. But things. this Popeye ride is super fun. I like Popeye. First off, the, sure. the 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 conceit of it is fun. Like you're supposed to be going through like a boat tour. You're supposed to go through Popeye's tour. But like, Bluto like messes with the line, so you're forced into his <laughs> instead. It's it's very classic Popeye. Yeah, right. probably one of the more thrilling ones of the of this type of yeah, ride. Too. Not, but you get whipped around a, a good. Yeah, a good but I bit. still like it. A drop, and, uh, it I mean, it's way better than. But, the one it does Kingdom. too. That a lot of the ones don't do very well. There's like the lift hill section, but that's like Bluto's boat wash. Yes, so, so it's, it's still like and it's like blowing bubbles at you and yeah. stuff. Like mm-hmm. it totally works. There's some, there's some good gags. Uh, there's the part where you're. You're, there's like the um, ship me the olive, which is like a little playground area for the kids, and they have it's got water, water cannons. cannons so you're that squirting they can the shoot. boats. Yeah, yeah this one is great. I just don't like getting wet. Right. Very much. We haven't been there in the dead heat of summer in a long right. time. We've been going in like early weather, yeah. early spring. And the the one cool thing we learned tonight from um, so there's a really great 1999 era making of the park video Fantastic. called Total Immersion that we'll link to. Uh, it's it's so much better than the stuff Disney would do. For it's a little more hard facts until right. you get to Japan. Well, it's hard. You actually get the people who created the rides and yeah. work. Yeah, on there, there, there aren't any the musical numbers or celebrity or guests. Yeah. It's literally like except for John Hammond. It's almost like something you would yeah. expect on Which Discovery is, Channel. You know. Yeah, it, we'll just say it right now. The whole thing is very hard science, and then at the very end, there's a guy pretending to be John Hammond from Jurassic Park, and er- him and everybody else suddenly like. Dinosaurs are real. <laughs> we have them here, and we are not going to deviate from this that. This guy needs an Oscar, too. He, he was, was He so, was John Hammond. I was convinced he bumped his head that morning and actually believed he was John Hammond. It's incredible. You need to see it. He is devoted. Yes. But anyway, one of the things that we learned, and this is really rad, so the water for the attraction is fed from the main lagoon. Yeah. 
it pumps so much water through. They literally turn it off and on at the end of each day. So it drains into the lagoon. When they turn it on and it pulls water from the lagoon to fill the attraction, the entire lagoon sinks six inches. That's nice. That's crazy. That's that so much nice. water. It must, it must also be getting water to Dudley Do-Right, right? Oh, I'm sure, yeah, but... I mean, they, they specifically said when this is turned on, yeah. the lagoon drops six inches. That's well, crazy. Talk to me about Dudley Do-Right. Dudley, Dudley Do-Right is their log flume ride. Its big innovation was that it was the first one to send guests underwater. And all that means is just like they cut a little trough yeah. in the track. Not really going Dudley underwater. Dudley Do-Right's perfectly fine. I just think it, the problem is you're competing with Splash Mountain. Yeah. It's and it just doesn't not gonna, come close. Well, and they really didn't. It's almost like they ran out of money or time to yeah, theme like, it. Yeah, like, like it, the, the, the structure's very bare bones when you're inside it. You can see a lot of just like rafters and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the, they're not even like animatronics. A they're just little plastic figures in the ride. Move. Yeah. Like hallways that are just black. It's, it's poorly paced, but you know, it's fun to ride these things yeah. and drop I mean, it is Dudley Do-Right. Right. That's how much true. money are you going to spend on that? Exactly. It looks nice from the outside. I was actually kind of yes, surprised by how cheap it... We watched a ride-through. I, I thought it would actually look a little fancier than yeah. it. Yeah. No, like the queue is more elaborate than the ride itself. Yeah. I guess you're there to go down a hill, so... Yeah. It's, it is what it is. So... If any kind of um, like island here were to just get you know demolished and, and put something else there, it'd probably be Toon Lagoon. Well, I would think. I just I know, it's hard to lose Popeye. Popeye's I can see something good. being done with. Well, you know what you, right? you know. You know what you do is because right now you have King Kong kind of just floating there, like not part of any land. Thing, yeah. Maybe you take maybe you kind of expand that into a bigger monster land and retheme Dudley Do Right into something. Maybe yeah. maybe I don't know. Can you do a Godzilla flog through ride. What are those rights going for right now? That'd be fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. That'd be, so I don't know, but yeah, maybe. I, I'm sure it's certainly on the short list. Yeah, uh, right now they're worried about investing in. Uh, well, yeah, honestly, if anything's going to go, it's going to be the remnants of uh, the Lost Kingdom. Oh, that's so, true. With right. the rumors, yeah. already, which we'll so, get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jurassic Park. The I'll actual what, theme. The best entrance the to yes. land anyway. Because it's got just the, the gates, thing. the yeah, music's music. playing, those, those torches are burning. Uh-huh. Here's how good this land is. You there see is, flying triceratops. There is a nothing here I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I love it. It's great. That is pretty pretty accurate. You <laughs> gotta go to the burger digs. I couldn't oh, go to the Enchanted Oak because Mike had no. to go to the burger digs. I, I'm so upset about I that. I don't go on the big water ride. I can't go on the Pterodon flyers or whatever. You're not I don't gonna go on the Velocicoaster? Nope. <laughs> never gonna do that. Uh, I did do the Triceratops encounter one time and it's just you, you literally One like lucky few. go and look at a Triceratops animatronic. It's very nice. It was mm-hmm. fun, but it's you know it's not a ride. So it is funny because like canonically when the when the at first time they they've now it's now it's Jurassic World theme which bothers me. It's not, well, it's no, not no, fully not, there not yet. It, Hollywood not, is, but you know, Orlando in, in is Florida, not. it's not really world themed. It's a little bit the Velocicoaster. Like Velocicoaster, they are. Well, no, but the, the river boats is Jurassic World. No, that's not. That's just in Hollywood. That's just in Hollywood. Yeah, oh, then I must have crossed. Yeah. The this is this is you thinking Jurassic Park came out in '95 again? Moment. Yeah, Hollywood had that whole. You have all these blind spots with Jurassic Park. I know. No, yeah, dinosaurs in general. Jurassic Park and Universal Islands Adventure. Well, is I know still that because they put more screens into their eyes. So, like, That's even with Lost and Custer coming, it is still just like a blend. Like, blue is mm-hmm. there. You can Thank see blue. Thank God, and all because, that. yeah. Jurassic but I'm sure eventually it will get there. I hope not. Maybe, it, it, maybe it, good it sense will. See, everyone said, like, I remember when, uh, whenever the live action Disney movies come out, everybody's like, oh, they're going to replace mm-hmm. all the Beauty and the Beast stuff with the live action stuff. But then, like, in two years, nobody remembers the live right. action version. <laughs> But, like, they do canonically set the land after the events of the film. I guess this was before Lost World? 
No, it had to be after. I mean, it came out after the movie, but yeah. I mean, Lost World was Lost World. Yeah. I mean, Jurassic Park 3 may have even come out, but maybe 2001, but who cared? Right. So, you know, it's like, oh, we went back and took care of all the problems. And everything's going to be great. Yeah. All not. the dinosaurs are fake now. We built a big building no. and put a <laughs> waterfall in it for some reason. And the T-Rex me. got up there, but it's fine. <laughs> I do I do almost wish I could do the, that water ride. Because I like these films I'm a lot. Telling, and like, I like I'm dinosaurs. telling you, yeah, no. the drop is not that bad. Because no. the boat's so wide. You don't, I feel like you're not moving as much. No, I don't thank know. you. That's a nice me. big Can't steep do it. hill. Can't do it. So you've got the, uh, you talk about the Triceratops encounter. Is this the only thing here that's a transplant from a different park? This ride? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you got the Triceratops encounter. Um, you got the Pterodon flyers. There's like a kid, not really roller coaster, but it, it, it's on it's a, a roller glider. Coaster. Yeah, it, it just works fun, but you need to literally need to do it with a kid. Yeah, well, part of that is capacity. It, yeah. it has terrible capacity, and it's in it's in like a kid section called Camp Jurassic or yeah. something. Yeah, uh, you're forgetting the best part of this park. The burger digs. Burger digs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We said that. Which I'm is part of. No, uh, we need to talk about. More. Oh, yeah, it is so well themed in there. It is, but you always and it's just because it's because it has that outdoor terrace that looks out on and the whole lagoon. And we felt guilty because this was a park like you and yeah. I. Yeah. Love. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should feel guilty. The one thing I wanted to do was this burger place, and you would whine just about it. Just go to Doctor Seuss and be happy. I would spend six <laughs> hours waiting for you guys to go do your coasters. I'm like, can we eat here? You're like. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. like you go get a burger. I want to go to Mythos. Oh yeah, my god, we'll the, best, the best, the best, the best restaurant in the world. But they they also they create like the Discovery Center yeah. from the film, which is cool. Like it there is, it is. Yeah. Like you go inside. There's that T Rex sculpture. They do they a put really good job together. of capturing that look. Yeah. So much so that I'm I'm a little miffed at Velocicoaster because it is kind of just you can't dominate. You can only, line, yeah. and that's one of the legacies of this park. Is that it kind of made the whole exposed track thing a bit more okay. And you can only theme exposed track so much. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. only so much rock work right. you can add. And they're like, well, it's like you're right, running along these velociraptors, but there's a roller coaster track. And it's yeah. like, okay. okay. Like, you know, even like the Disney coasters up to this point. It's like, well, it's Big Thunder Mountain. It's a, it's a train and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or Space Mountain's inside. You don't see exposed track a ton. And now we're kind of just like, eh, there's exposed track. Yeah. Yeah. Deal with it. But to go back to the River Adventure. Chris. How good is it when you get on the boat, you go up that first little hill, you're slowly taking that first bend, the music's starting, there's that narrator, like, time, there, there, the ever-flowing river. There really isn't much else that gets you like that. And there's that, that it, gate, and oh, it opens, nah, and the music does that swell, and, there, sure and that, that ultra sword just lifts his head up yep. from the water Such to 30 time. feet in the air. It's, it's so It's the greatest greeting good. ever. It's so it. good. I'm so mad. I Just can't do, do it. it. No, oh, never. We'll watch a ride through tonight. We need. We yeah, need to watch we'll drug you up. It's it's. So good. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. And um, I mean that T Rex at the end, like it's different from the one in in um California. The California one, you can see a little bit like this weird mechanism that like you can see the hydraulics that lift the head up. Okay. The one in Florida, if I'm getting this right in my head. It is like much more of just like a giant full bodied thing comes yeah, forward somehow. You. Yeah, it's it's. I, I remember it's back when the Rosie O'Donnell show was out at her old house. Mom was watching. And they yeah. had a special with this, and this was the the ride that they would showcase. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing Rosie doing the ride, like the dinosaur freaking her out and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always get that mental image of her. It's funny because I get that for Popeye. I, oh, yeah. I always picture Rosie O'Donnell on the Popeye ride because <laughs> she went down that one quote unquote hill, and it scared oh, me. This is what you guys are saying Rosanna. I was like Rosanna. I met Rosie O'Donnell. I, I got it now. Okay. Yeah, you said that. I didn't know what you were talking about. <clears throat> one of the other. Ladies with an R from the 90s. <laughs> she's cool, though. We like her. Yes, she's, she's, she's still fine. 
All right, let's go to the lost continent. Who lost it? Disney did. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I know, I'm funny. That was good. That was yeah. good. So this actually had three kind of subsections to the land. There's Merlinwood, which is kind of your more Western fantasy. Sinbad Bazaar, which is your Middle Eastern lost city, which is your kind of Greco-Roman uh, uh, fantasy. Roman, it's Greek. Yeah, I know. Well, Greco. Greco. Greco means yes. Greek. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just played myself. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. So the, the the big attraction over here is the Dueling Dragons. This Ooh. is an inverted racing roller coaster that features dragons. Maybe you've heard of something like this before. Yes, Beastly Kingdom falls through an animal kingdom. A bunch of Imagineers are now out of work with a lot of ideas in their heads. And, and Universal is like, too. hey, we've got money. <laughs> Come, Come to on us over. With open arms. So yeah, yeah, this I mean this is born of the of the bones of Beastly Kingdom yeah, in a major way. Pretty crazy. It's that and it's also a little bit because at one point before Star Tours, the idea for a Star Wars attraction was a dueling coaster. Yep. Like light side, dark side, and this is a little a little bit like that. So these were inverted um ski lift style coasters. And what was so cool, like they 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 had three near misses and they actually weighed the trains in the station to calculate which one needed to launch first? Like you could see as they're going up the hill, like one would get a little ahead, and it was adjusting, and it usually worked out pretty perfectly when you watch from the ground. The three near misses were um, the original one, the fire dragon. So there's fire and ice. It would kind of do a um, a zero g pop over top of a corkscrew that the ice dragon did. So the ice dragon was upside down, and their feet came up to meet yours. As you went over in the fire mm-hmm. dragon. I'm doing this with my hands. You can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes, I, I, I need to. You're painting myself. a picture for me. <laughs> then the next one is both cars are coming straight at each other. And then they just do a loop. And it feels like your feet are going to kick off Wh- each other Which there. is really what people kind of see, too, before they That's the, the iconic one. Right. Yeah. And then the, the other cool one is they do a corkscrew through each other. Yeah. It's like they're flying each other and like mm-hmm. wrapping through. Um, the, the ice dragon had a couple more near misses with the castle itself. There's there was a cobra that roll hit. that you did, like, yeah, went right by. Um, the incredibly themed line. You just saw like all this like melted armor or frozen that, that corpses. As a kid, that cute. I mean, ninety nine when we went, I was I was born eighty eight, so I was eleven. Eleven. Yeah. I was pretty. It was pretty terrifying. Yeah, it's good. Eleven year old. And, you, and then you got to you the were end. 11. Yeah. And you literally like went left or right to choose which dragon you were gonna board at, at that point. And, and uh, once you did one, you can get back into the queue. Yes, they did have a long. shortcut, so you could do two. Even before they did their express passes, they did let you do mm-hmm. that, which was pretty rad of them. They didn't have to do that. Yeah, it was pretty. You know? um, so. This ride, they, they kept it around when Harry Potter went in. They called it the, the, the Dragon, Dragon Challenge. Challenge. Part of the, yeah. They like themed it to the Triwizard Tournament. Which made sense. Yeah. Just dragons and Harry Potter. And it was like, you know, and that was a Hungarian horn tail bet, and a, uh, what was the ice I one? Know. I don't remember. I bet that was part of like why, like the what helped with the pitch. Like, hey, we already have dragons. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah sure. You do this. Yeah. So, but something happens in 2011. That summer, there were two incidents where riders were struck by loose objects. The first one wasn't anything major, but then the second one, a guy lost an eye. Yeah, you only got two of those. You don't want to lose one. But were, it's so were interesting. They during the, we don't know. They, like, like Universal didn't really give a lot of detail about yeah, I'm sure it. Sure, they didn't want to get too into it. Right. So they, they first said that they were just going to shut the ride down, shut off the racing while they kind of figured out what's going on, and shore up the safety. Then they just. After a few months, like yeah, they're never gonna race again. They they just didn't even Sorry. try. The ride's dead at that point. I think I think the writing was on the wall at that point. Like yeah, like this isn't around much longer. Then they knew that, and it's such a shame because even like watching a video of it, it just feels like it's it's just missing something 
when that other coaster isn't there. So that that didn't happen until for twelve the years stuff? there was no it, it, no no or, uh, for yeah until Harry Potter yeah uh, Harry it, Potter. it was okay. it was it was Dragon Challenge when this happened in two thousand eleven okay for twelve years I mean no that. major incident yeah uh, yeah it's kind of crazy I mean, it all kind of worked out because apparently. By all accounts, the new Hagrid coaster is great when it's working. Yes, when it's working. I can't wait to do that. I still haven't done it. I can't wait. Yeah. This area also has a good restaurant. This is where this is where you would want to go instead of Burger Digs. The, uh, yeah. It the was oak. a medieval tavern. <laughs> what was it called? The, the Oak. The Enchanted Oak. It was incredible. It was. Yeah, but it wasn't. It really was. It was Jurassic Park. Thing. So you, guys had, <laughs> you guys had your fill of Jurassic Park thieving bites, and I was desperate. I was hungry for it. We should just let you eat by yourself, too. All right, let's talk about the best part of this park now. The eighth voyage of Sinbad's stunt I show. I love me really? a stunt you show. Think this it, is was, the best it was incredible. Part. It was pretty this good. Might it was be, great. This but. might be the second best stunt show of all time after Waterworld, which oh, is... Oh, not Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones? Well, that's very good. Might be third. Uh, but <laughs> this... Okay, Indiana Jones is maybe better than this. But this show was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, very intense stunts. It lasted mm-hmm. forever. Know, a guy too. set on fire. There's a lot of yeah. wire the, tricks. And... Sinbad's goofy sidekick is pulling a lot of the heavy work with kebab. the stunt. Kabob. Remember that line? They, they, they were the sneaking through, that... and he famously turns and goes, Shush, kebab. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> it still it still plays. <laughs> that's great. It, that because at the end, well, in the beginning, he's pulled back by the bungee cord off the boat, and that's mm-hmm. great. Then at the end, that guy actually like becomes the stunt double for the evil sorceress lady, mm-hmm. and he is like on this high rock. He catches on fire and jumps off into water. Well, no, first, it's fantastic. first he runs around up there like, yeah, yeah I'm on fire, and then yeah, like jumps into a pool. Yeah, it's a, an amazing a, enough stunt. to the point it's, where you're like, is he okay? It's basically from what I understand. There was, a, I feel like there was another special I saw in this park too, but he talked about. Um, it's basically up to him, like how long he felt comfortable running around on fire, and then. Once he thought it was getting too hot, he jumped down and landed in the pool, and out and he went. A really cool stage. Like, the stage was neat. It was, like, all in this mystic cave. Well, and a lot of the show came out into the crowd. Like, there were little mini stages throughout the seating yeah. where stuff mm-hmm. would happen. Remember, there was, like, the one monster. He always, like, like had, like, green bile he was spitting yeah. out of his mouth every was, time he appeared. It was appeared. just fun, and, and it, this ran for a really long time. Really it only closed a couple time. years ago. Yeah. And even then, I was, I was kind of sad, and... Uh, there's a lot of rumors about some fun things they might do with this area and the next one we're going to talk about, including Zelda stuff, which would be great. But I'll, I will miss this. And even in front of this thing was one of the really neat small little details about the, the Mystic park. Fountain. Oh, the fountain. So this is cool. Um, the fountain was like, it was just a little water fountain, but like somewhere, not even in the park, was a guy in a control booth controlling it and talking to you. With like, you know, they pitched up his voice so he sounded all squeaky and he'd just squirt you and mess with you. Um, but I... Uh, I think I've talked about on the show before. In 2004, I did a film acting course that was taught in Disney. And one of the classes was on improv acting. And the guy who taught it was, uh, he, he ran an improv studio in Orlando. And um, he was telling us how him and a couple of his buddies were the people originally hired to work this fountain. And so he was like one of the guys who was doing the fountain. That's I was like, sweet. you probably it's squirted great. me at some point. They spent so. so much of their time messing with kids, and it's fantastic. Yeah, it's always fun to watch that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, not, not too far from that is uh, is the greatest restaurant in theme park history. Apparently, because they have that banner that's been there forever. I'm sure it's still there, too. I, I, think, I, I think from 2002 to 2008, it, it won the, the I the, finally the watched like, a, a YouTube like dining review of it. It looks nice in there, and it's, yeah. it's actually surprisingly cheap for like, Compared to Disney, it was for like sure. a sit-down theme park restaurant. We, we got to try it at some point. Yeah, I guess. Just to say, we finally I'm ready. It's only, it, there's, it's only that and Confisso, the only two sit-down restaurants oh. in the park. Oh, really? wow. Really? Yeah. 
It's shocking that like Harry Potter doesn't have a sit down even. Well, why they they, they need yeah. volume? Yeah. Well, was City Walk around when As Adventure? Oh, yes. they, they're all of them okay. together. Yeah, well, that, so you, yeah, you have all that part. side too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm just oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Poseidon's Fury. A walk. I went down a weird rabbit hole with this one and learned more than I probably needed to. So buckle up. Well, it's interesting because it. I mean they don't make things like this. No, anymore. they don't. So this was a walk through special effects attraction. In the original incarnation, you went into this temple, and um, this old man came out, and he was kind of your guide through the attraction, and it had a couple of showcase special effects. The first one is you're in this antechamber, this big stone door rotates into place and rolls out of the way, and there's this 40-foot-long hallway that's like a water vortex, and they had these giant jets that would squirt water at 100 miles per hour to make a full loop around this tube. It's like you were walking into this water portal into Atlantis. Awesome effect. Looked, oh, looked so, so cool. cool. And it was neat. Like, they let you kind of see it spin up. So, like, you saw this churning water that kind of resolved into this water tunnel. Yeah. Really cool. That, kind of, that truly blew our minds. This oh, it's great. And walking through there, it's just, it's crazy. It's trippy. It's cool. So you walk. Well, it's not disorienting. It's no. just neat. Yeah. So you walk inside, and you're in this huge chamber. And there's all this rock work, and, and you can see, like, projected screens of you're, you're in Atlantis, there's squids and stuff, and mermaids come, and, and then Poseidon arrives, voiced by Gravitas himself, Jeremy Irons. There the you time. go. So he talks about, haha, you fools, you're trapped here in my realm, and He's you like will serve him my evil villain. army. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and the, the guide who's with you is like, I cannot allow you to harm these people. And what are you going to do about it? Nope, it's Zeus uh, all along. Who uh, somebody called ambulance. <laughs> but not, not for me. me. <laughs> Zeus Man, voiced by Earl Bowen. Where do you know that name from? I do not know. <laughs> I'm LeChuck. Oh, my They'll God. They'll never forget about no me. Way. Wow. Yes. Wow. That's right. LeChuck from The Secret of Monkey Island. Well, Curse of Monkey Island. Um, so, from Secret Monkey Allen Special Edition. Yes. So they have their big, terrible 1997 CG fight. I, I will say. <laughs> With some practical looked, effects, though. The CG the looked rough. Good. The CG yeah. is rough. But yeah, there's like fire and water screens and this whole fight ensues. And what do you know? Zeus beats Poseidon. Then possibly one of the greatest practical effects I've ever experienced in my life. As the, the temple's crumbling down and fog is filling the room, and there's flashing lights. And everything goes dark for a second. And as lights come back on. You're back in that same antechamber you were in before. Just there. It's really and There neat. you are. And it was like, oh my God, how do they do that? It's pretty similar to the effect that the Star Trek experience yes. did with its transporter and room. Yeah, literally, it was just like the walls of this room were up in the rafters. We couldn't see it. Yes. And it just quickly and quietly lowered into place. That's what's impressive, how quiet yes, it was. You, you, you had, had no idea. idea. And how close it was to you. Yeah, you had no idea. I mean, idea. you could almost reach out I mean, it's a little bit wall. masked because there is like a lot of wind and noise in the room as this is happening. Sure. So that helps to cover But you it. don't feel like a thud when it hits the No, well, because it never touches the ground. Uh, it's, it's just floating suspended. a little bit over the water yeah. that's there. If you really look, you'd see it. So cool. Um, so there were a few problems that they were running into with this ride. A lot of people were confused by the story. Particularly, a lot of people weren't getting... Once you were back in that room, what was going on? It just kind of stopped. Yeah. Like you just kind of, okay, please exit over there. Have a nice day. Doesn't Zeus have lines like. They added oh, that okay. where the, the, he was back as the, the old man. He was like, oh. He was like, familiar. I've seen this room before. <laughs> like just kind of being a little yeah. more overt about it. Um, but nevertheless, people like just weren't getting it. So they brought in Gary Goddard of Landmark Entertainment. Two years after the the opening to rework the whole thing, so they changed instead of this old man. Your guide is now 
this kid who's like working with these archaeologists. They wanted to more specifically set when this is taking place. So it is now the 30s, and you're in this archaeological dick site. Um, so he's going to guide you to this temple, but you find this trident, and it opens up the gate to Atlantis. Oh, my God. Let's go <laughs> through the water tunnel. So the water tunnel is still there. Now, what um, Gary saw as a problem in the attraction is you can see this chamber before it's really turned on, and he thought it like ruined the effect of like seeing this big room. So what he decided to do, and I think this is such a misstep, they already had the, the ending room lowered into position. So you walked into like another antechamber. With the same door and everything. But they like dressed up the first room so they'd look a little different. Okay. But it has the door still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it kind of it's like, well, this is dumb. And so like, even, just, even was... the guide is like, oh, we're in like another chamber. And so now the effect becomes, it gets dark, it lifts up, and now you're in this big room in Atlantis. And now, instead of these bad CG versions of Zeus, well, first of all, they changed the plot entirely. So now Poseidon is the good guy. Yes. And the bad guy is Lord Darkanon, which is the dumbest name. Wow. <laughs> what high schooler thought of that? Right? So he's like going to use your souls to power some magic using the trident. Poseidon's going to stop him. But they like use real actors for this, but it looks like bad Clash of the Titans costumes. Like yeah. it's very goofy. Like Power Rangers style. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. So they have their fight. And then, you know, again, all the special effects happen. And they still, like, put you back in that room at the end. And I can remember the first time we did this new version. I felt like it didn't get dark enough, and I saw it come down. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's how they did that. I still didn't know. So I was like, oh. just Supposedly, people responded to this version better. I think it was Man. a step back in every possible way. Yeah. I, I liked I, I liked the battle more. I thought there was the bad CG got to me. I don't know why it bothered me a lot that Poseidon was the bad guy. Even mm-hmm. as, like, a 13-year-old, I was like, Poseidon's not, like, a bad guy. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> but... So, whatever. The big problem with this thing is just, I think it was a little late for walk-through attractions, right? Like, at this point, we have it, things like... It was like an evolution the, of that. It right. was so different. No, no, it's really cool, but at this point, like, you basically have this kind of experience as the line for, say, Gringotts, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, this thing, it's still there, right? Yeah. yeah. Still running. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's, it might be closed at this exact moment, but... Right. I mean, I'm sure it's not long for this world. Um, the exterior is also fantastic. Yeah, it looks right? really, really, really cool. The rock broken work. statues, really and stuff. cool. Yeah. So yeah, like this is another one. It's I have a I have a soft spot for it. It has some flaws. I think between those two versions, there's a really ideal version that that they could have made that maybe leaned closer to the original. Yeah, honestly. I feel like I, it, it was. It's so almost there. All the pieces are in place. I mean, the the big moment is you're back in the room at the end. Yeah, yeah. it was and so good. Just to ruin that, so good takes it away. All right. Seuss Landing, the kitty area of the park. And this was part of the plans very early on, huh? No straight lines, Michael. None. None. No 90 degrees. Did you know that? Because Universal will tell you every chance they get. (laughs) Did you know that all the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park are real? (laughs) So, how do they build buildings with no straight lines? They actually use very dense uh, construction-grade styrofoam. Uh, my father-in-law's new basement is actually built using this stuff. How many straight lines are down there? A lot. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't get it. He could it. have had some fun. He is not Come whimsical. <laughs> Darn. Um, they even did a cool thing. So after Hurricane Andrew went through, a lot of palm trees are like bent and knocked over, but they still grew in like these weird windswept angles. They actually bought and replanted all these trees, and they kind of stayed neat. at these neat like Seussian-looking mm, yeah. angles. So kind of neat thing they did there. 
So obviously they had to get permission from the, the Seuss estate to do this. So they went to Audrey Geisel, who is Dr. Seuss's widow, and she wouldn't even talk to him. Mm-hmm. Apparently Dr. Seuss was not a big fan of Disney or theme parks yeah. when he was alive. I don't think he like hated it. It just like wasn't his yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, don't want to do that. So they, I mean, they tried to get Spielberg to talk to her. They tried Man. like all of these different agents and like couldn't get anything going. Finally, they got an appointment with her literary agent at Random House. And like, listen, come see this. If you think it's a good idea, please go talk to Mrs. Geisel and, and tell her like she needs to see this. And he, apparently he saw it and was like, this is really good. And like told her like, listen, I know, I know, but I think you need to at least give these guys like a chance. And she was impressed. She was she was sold. So you know they they said all right, cool. Let's let's do this. So the big attraction, of course, is the Cat in the Hat, which is a uh, kind of classic dark ride, but plussed up pretty well. Yeah, it's like this park's ET. Uh-huh, and exactly. it, is, it is a really yeah. nice dark ride, or was. Mm-hmm. It's got that neat spinning uh, mechanic that kind of gets you a little bit, mm-hmm. especially yeah. for a kid. You used to get you quite a yeah, little bit. Yeah, they turned that off. Yep. Yeah. Um, too thrilling. Too too much. Too much for the children. Uh, they also had one fish, two fish, red well, fish. Something else really cool. With oh that, yeah, good. Right? You wanted you, the you um, this. the the same that same uh, technology used, you know, for the attraction vehicle and everything is what is used at Men in Black at Universal Studios. Which makes sense, actually. When you yeah, yeah. When you really think, about it, you're like, oh yeah, they are kind of the yeah. same mm-hmm. thing, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's able to spin. We witnessed that and everything. Kind of around the same time. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish is like their Dumbo. One of the probably the best Dumbo clone. Yeah, because well, it does a neat twist where they write like this catchy little song. One fish, two fish, fish up, 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 up. Yeah, so you have to like down, down. you have to kind of pay attention which fish you're in, and if you follow along with the song, you won't get wet. If you <laughs> don't, or you're a jerk to your parents, uh, you intentionally or go where these little kids. yeah these fish on the side are, and they'll squirt you. So kind of a, a fun little twist on that. Um, the other thing, so they, they originally had plans for Sylvester McMonkey McBean's very unusual driving machine, which was supposed to open at the park. It was delayed for some safety issues. Basically, they were worried what happens if this breaks down and a ride vehicle is just like suspended over the walkway because this thing like twisted all over mm-hmm. the land. So they were trying to kind of suss that out and make sure there weren't going to be any issues. And there were some other contract disputes that were still going on with it. Then, in 2002, the original manufacturer of the rides, um, Severn Lamb, went bankrupt. So now, like, they didn't have access to, like, parts and vehicles and anything. They just had, like, little generic, like, character carts, like, not occupied, just, like, moving around. Yeah, it was decoration. Yeah, and it worked. I mean, it added some nice kineticism. Finally, in 2006, they kind of rebuilt the ride and track, and that's how we got the High in the Sky Seuss Trolley Train Pretty ride. crazy how long that took, to, mm-hmm. from 99 to that mm-hmm. being an attraction. Yeah, seven years of just, just kind of chilling there. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing it be like, that's got to be a ride Yeah, like you knew right? it was supposed to be something. You just had that sense. Yeah, so you yeah. track. I mean, it's almost kind of like the Lance People Mover. Right, exactly. So, that's the park. So, like we I mentioned, it. they also built the City Walk and really transformed... What was just Universal Studios theme park into a resort complex? It's yeah, it's what got us to stay there. Yeah, so City Walk started uh, originally in Hollywood, and they kind of just brought that concept. And you know, it's, it's it is what it is. It's, it's shopping Disney. and dining, and yeah, it's it's really nice. Fantastic Margaritaville. Yes, the best, the best one probably. Uh, they uh, launched kind of launched with three hotels. The original opening day one was the Portofino Bay, which is a gorgeous. Fantastic. Yeah, we gorgeous, stayed here a couple of times, and it, not for a while. Really beautiful mm-hmm. resort. That opened September of 99. Is this where Chop Chop was? was no, it? no, no. Uh, the Hard Rock Hotel opened in January 19th of 2001. And then the Royal Pacific, uh, mm-hmm. where Chop Chop was, that Chop opened Chop. in June of 2002. That's Emerald's restaurant. Yeah, we have to find that. There's a special they 
put on Food Network because this is Emerald's restaurant of mm-hmm. when he opened Chop Chop. I wonder if that's yeah, remember that like, was like our we went there we went there the years. first time we're like this is the best restaurant ever and then like we went back a few years later and it was like yeah, I mean yeah. we went a couple times and then there was one bad experience we yeah, had but like, yeah but yeah yeah a couple times there it was fantastic but the resorts were nice because they had water taxis to get you around mm-hmm. and Universal didn't have fast passes they have the Express Pass which is like an all-you-can-ride kind of thing. Yeah, and if you pay. stayed at the hotel, yeah, it was an additional charge. And if you stayed at the hotels, those three, those like their deluxe resorts, you got that for free. Oh, you nice. just flashed that room key, and you walked on oh, whatever you, you like wanted. Yeah, you felt sure. like you were cheating. Remember? I can still remember a time, Chris. Mommy? No, no, no. It was, um, it was Hulk. There was like the ride attendant was talking to like her supervisor and manager, like a guy who like obviously was like a little bit of an upper-up. And and we flashed our ID and she just did her stand up like go ahead and he's like doing like the managing things like thank you so much for staying with us we're like thank you for letting us thank you <laughs> this is, I remember before Harry Potter was there with that you could do both parks so in easily. a day you, in could, a you day. could do every ride at both parks in a day do yeah, you still get insane. that if you stay at the hotel yes I believe so and it's as, free at the deluxe because the yeah. paid ones now it's like two hundred dollars it's expensive. Meanwhile, you had crazy. to pay for parking in the Disney hotels. Yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still tell people. I mean, truly, if you're gonna just go there for a day or two, it's kind of worth it. Uh, yeah, if you can, if you want to do all the rides, yeah. So now they have this whole resort. What do they call it? Universal Studios Escape. Weird. Bad hmm. idea. That sounds more like a tagline than an actual. Everyone name. was very confused because it had studios in the name. So people didn't understand what Islands of Adventure was. They thought it was just like an extension of the theme park. They, it didn't convey that there were now two theme parks there. Right, right. People just didn't get it. So it, in 2001, they finally were like, this is dumb, yeah. and changed the name to Universal Orlando Resort. Sometimes the obvious name is the is best the right choice. one. Yeah, don't make people think too hard about what you're trying to say. Especially sell. when money's involved for you to make. All right, so I'm out of fluid in my mouth. That is, <laughs> I'm tired. Just Universal listening. Islands of Adventure in a nutshell. Yeah, we could do an episode of just memories from this park for us, but yeah, I mean, the first time we went was pretty close after it opened. Like I said, I think we yeah. told the story, but we were staying at the Swan or the Dolphin rather, um, and I remember our bellhop uh, who took our bags up to the room with us, and he asked us if we were going to Universal, and we said, yeah, we're gonna. I think we're gonna go over there and and, and check it out for a day, and. And I remember him like leaning in, like he was whispering, lest he be heard. He's like, well, I lest hate saying this working for Disney, but it blows away anything we have here. <laughs> and I mean, the park did tremendously benefit from being, you know, pretty yeah, high tech. Like it was all top yeah, of the line. Sure. I mean, think about it. It's pretty much all e-tickets. I mean, as much as we love Animal Kingdom now, at the time, this certainly seemed kind of like the more buzzworthy part. Well, Animal Kingdom was great, but like you did the safari, you did dinosaur. Yeah, when you compare the opening the attractions. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Sure. Yeah. This this really split our vacations in half almost. This is for, what for made years. us. I mean, it worked. We started we our Disney trips became let's go spend two nights at yeah. at Portofino, and that's at, what we did. Somewhere we, in a few years, we even liked it more a little. Somewhere bit. there's mm-hmm. a picture of that first time we went because I think we actually just went with Dad. Mom, Mom did something else. I remember it was colder, so we all got those I was adventure sweaters, and the four of us are wearing those. I think mm-hmm. that was after we did a. Pluto, and then Dad got us those sweaters. Or I thought Mom, I can't remember. I think I feel like the, I don't know the very first time we I were cold and wet, so we got new sweaters. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But we, the first time I think Pluto, I think uh, Popeye, Popeye we, was the well, he said Pluto first. I don't oh, know sorry. Pluto, Pluto, Pluto. Pluto. He, you got me, got it in my head. I think that was the only ride I did the first time I went was Popeye, <laughs> Doctor Seuss. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I remember waiting 
at the time it was the longest wait we ever had. It, it was, was Spider-Man. Spider-Man. You were the behind churros. that building and going right at the churro cart. But and I remember being. Can you remember doing that the first time? Oh yes. You you just it weren't ready for it. You didn't know. Mind. We had no you idea. Didn't know. Yeah, I remember. I, mean, you, I remember you guys raised. Was that first, the first ride we did too when we got there? Probably, no, I think it wasn't like closed, and we had to go back later in the day, which That's is part of why right. the line was so yeah, big. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you, you didn't you didn't know you saw that vehicle come up. You're like, how? Like we knew what a simulator was. You'd done Star Tours, and they're giving you glasses. Okay, I could rock that. This is moving. Like, how yeah. is this gonna work? Like, it didn't make sense. Yeah, it worked. And it did. It's I incredible. Al- I also remember being really into AOL Instant Messenger and AIM, <laughs> and they had kiosks around parts of the park wow. that you could log in and like AIM people, and it was a big deal. Like, hey, I'm in Orlando. Universal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, what was your uh, AOL screen name for a bit there? I had a few. Well, you know which one I'm asking about. Minotti Too Hotty. Minotti That's that's the one. Hey, Crisco Kid. That no. was one. Remember, I remember yeah. the one time we went there. We wanted we were rushing to Spider Man, so we didn't have to do a line. And they had olive oil at the end of the port of entry. Trying to slow people down. <laughs> She's like waving. We literally are like, like bye. See all of you. <laughs> you We'll catch you in the oil. next lap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Penny. That's that's very true. But uh, so I, I I said I'd tell the story about going to Confisto Cafe. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was what it made us eat there. Pretty I much because I like the song on the sound on the CD they put out. But they were supposed to have like really good cheese potato soup or something. I remember that was like a, a thing, right? So for every like we got there, like it wasn't crowded. I remember like we sat down and it took forever for a waiter to come to our table. And our dad does not suffer this very well. So he's like all perturbed and all wigging out. Like he wants to leave. And I'm like, everyone just calm down. We probably did too, Mike. So finally this guy comes to our table. There's a Cinnabon right next door. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> so he takes our order and everyone gets this soup. Everyone just gets a cup of the soup, right? So he comes by this waiter. Very nice guy. He puts the, He gives us bowls of soup. And he says, I got you guys bowls instead of cups because of your weight. Now, in my head, I was like, because we waited for so long and he was, he realized it was trying to make good. You guys all assumed he was calling you fat. I don't remember. I mean, we were 11. And you guys thought, like, because of your weight, like, you're big boys. You Let's must eat say, a bowl of soup. Our mom shopped for our jeans in the husky section. <laughs> so, yeah. I just remember dad got like really offended. So I explained to him like that. It's because we waited a while, not because of your weight. <laughs> That's pretty good. I, just, oh, I, just, I didn't remember that detail, but I did remember not liking that restaurant for some reason. Well, we haven't been back. You were there. insulted. Well, 20 years ago, uh, I'll, I'll keep that judgment. Man. <laughs> so, what, what about so, you, Mike? What's a big memory you have from me? <laughs> From all of Islands of Adventure, what's a big one? Oh my gosh, so much of it is just waiting for you guys to do. The the one was, I talked about it a bit, but I had the Spider-Man uh, comic book. I think you guys were in a really long line for for doing dragons. I feel like I read half of, like I read like the first like 50 issues of Spider-Man on some bench somewhere. Sounds pretty nice. <laughs> just had a very pleasant time. Nowadays, yeah. I, I'd kill to do that. Uh, it was good stuff. My One of my favorite things, one of my favorite character interactions I've ever had at a theme park. Was it just was you it and me? Grinch? No, it was, well, that's a good one too. We'll tell that. Uh, was it you and me just did Spider-Man? I think Mike didn't do it. Yeah, it was you and me. Yeah. That's right. So, so you, you we, said this in the one time we talked about it. Yeah, but it, it's such a good story. Um, the line now with the express passes splits two ways. The main line goes through like the like like the reporter bullpen area. But if you take the express line, it's cool. You go through Peter Parker's office in his dark room, and we're walking through it, 
and like just kind of standing in the corner of the room, like facing the wall. There's Spider-Man just like standing there. And I was like, well, people think he's like a statue. Well, yeah, because he wasn't moving. It was very bizarre. And I go, Spidey, what's up? And he turns around. I was like, what's up, brother? And I was like, hey, how's it going? He's like, just chilling, just chilling. What are you up to? And I was like, oh, you know, just touring the bugle. <laughs> I was like, well, we may as well have some fun with this. And it's like, he's like, oh, that's good. And I was like, yeah, you know, hoping nothing wacky happens today. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm gonna get out there. I was like, all right, Spider Man. That's pretty <laughs> it's good. So fun. Of course, you yeah, yeah. It so, so Sue Slanding, they, they now do a big um, Whoville, yeah, the Grinch miss, you know, the whole thing, and they 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 use that version of the Grinch now as a walk around character. That movie was 2000, right? 2000, 2001, pretty yeah, shortly yeah, after yeah, the park yeah, opened. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a big thing. Like the Grinch come out for this show and everything, and you, we were just in the the one gift shop, mm-hmm. and just like. Walking around in the gift shop in like his burlap sack yeah, disguise is the Grinch just like hanging out. It's like, hi. We like chatted with him. Yes, yeah, so we like talked to him and like we took a picture with him. And it's like, and, and, and the costume just looks like the movie. Yeah. Like it's really good. So I was like, oh wow, okay, this is Grinch. Like that doesn't happen anymore. That, that is probably, especially like videos online, the Grinch, whoever does that, is probably one of the best characters. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's, he's pretty, pretty good. It's like the, the uh, guest on. Yes, in, in Disney, that yes. same kind of level of, of like interaction. Yes. Well put, well put. But yeah, I mean, mission accomplished. They made Universal a must-go place they, for they us. Even, it definitely scared Disney. I think. Even oh, though, I mean, even though it took till Harry Potter for it to to really ramp up, right? Mm-hmm. But it opened Disney's the foundation eyes for sure. was really good. Yeah, it's a fant- it, it really is as much as good as Animal Kingdom is. This really was kind of the the big modern theme park and. It made Disney look really bad when California Adventure happened after this and yes. launched in the shape that it did. Exactly right. So yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's Universal. So you guys tell us, Disney fans of ours, what's your opinion on Universal? Is it the enemy? Do we not talk about it, or do you guys? Like most people don't. Feel, I feel like most people who like Disney World just also like Universal. Yeah. But let me ask you this: got... Do you know people who just go to Universal? Maybe not necessarily. I know. I know. Locals, one, I, I, think. I know. I know one person. It's a friend of my wife's. Her and her husband. They go every year just to do. Uh, not even Universal. They just go for Harry Potter. I know. There's but some like, people who really love the Halloween stuff. Yeah, but could you imagine taking a Universal vacation and no, not going to Disney? I can't. No, Unless I it was like a one day thing, like for a business or whatever. No. No, I'm, I'm saying like family vacation. Yeah, nah. Let's book a plane, get a hotel. Probably not. Four nights at the Universal and Resort. two nights at SeaWorld. Yeah. <laughs> Still never been to SeaWorld down there. No, no. no haven't Someday. done that. That's hard to imagine. Like, I mean, I could go to Disney and skip Universal. It's, it's been done. Yes. And I, it I stinks, but I'll do it, you know? But, I, yeah. That, that, I, the other way around, I do, inconceivable. There was a bit there, though, when in, in the 2000s where we would go to Universal first and then go to Disney. And, and at that time, I remember, we would kind of sometimes feel like... Let's maybe, go we back. Sh- maybe we should have done Universal later because some of the Disney stuff isn't yeah. quite keeping up right yeah. now. Yeah, and you know you're skipping lines and stuff, yeah. and it's it was it was a good way to end the trip. What do you, one question? Islands of Adventure or the Studios Park? Islands of Adventure. Islands of Adventure. Yeah, pretty, pretty I mean, Studios has made some good strides since yeah. the park. You know, the, 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 like we said, the um, Transformers ride is actually Mommy's really good. Mommy's great. Your Rip favorite ride, ride Jimmy Fallon's. Oh uh, uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, Islands of Adventure all the way. <laughs> Which one doesn't have the Jimmy Fallon ride? <laughs> Don't burn that one. Finnegan's though, or Finnegan's? What is that restaurant? Finnegan's. Finnegan's. Well, there's Finnegan's and Benegan's, but this is Finnegan's okay, at the Studios Park. Yeah, our, our our first big kids lunch that we ever back had. when we had the walkie talkies. Walkie talkies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Chris. We got some fan mail this week. Oh, yeah. 
So we got a new fan that we were chatting with here a little bit. On our Facebook page. Yeah. Chris pays attention to that, thing. I goodness. do. I do. I get notifications for it. So if you want to chat us up, go ahead. I'll respond. Or one of us. He's poor. He but, needs uh, friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need friends. But uh, Lisa Baker, she was chatting me up. She's got Hi, some Lisa. Good, hi. She's got some good ideas for some episodes. She's a big... Um, um, Disney Afternoon fan. Yeah, Little uh, Mermaid. And we're definitely, you know, we've done one episode. We did uh, Chip and Dale Chip Rescue Rangers. Chip and Dale, yeah. So it's definitely going to be on our, our list to do more yeah. here in the future. We've been doing mm-hmm. so much theme park stuff. And, uh, we, we have been. I was looking and, at the list, and we need to venture out a little I'm, bit. I'm not ready for, for Little Mermaid or, or Fortunately, that yet. wasn't quite in our purview as young men. I actually watched that Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah, show. I remember that show, in or the song, In Harmony. Yeah, I remember there was like the Harmony. Little Boy Mermaid. I remember watching that. We used to do the uh, the New Year's Eves at our karate dojo. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I remember it was on then. <laughs> God, we were what such a, 90s kids. What a specific memory. <laughs> but I, that is not, I, I, it's not, that's not where I'm going for the next episode. So <laughs> it's not next? theme park, though. Uh, oh. But one of maybe my favorite Disney movie is actually turning 30 years old uh, Ooh, wait in time. June. Okay, hang on. Is it animated? It's not animated. Nin- 91. Wait. When would the Rocketeer come out? 91. 1991. <laughs> <laughs> yes, finally. Wow. That's, I've been be holding good. on to this one because I say love you all ready to this go. movie. The Rocketeer is our next episode. Nice. And I am already so excited. And there, there are some fun theme park stuff to do here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some fun. If, if you watch Mike when he does his video podcast with, uh, with Jeff Grubb, works for, he's yeah. got a nice Rocketeer figure there. There's, I, a, there's I, a nice poster uh, have, hanging behind us. A nice I, brother. Again. I have a bunch of Rocketeer stuff. I have a nice Rocketeer tiki mug. This I love this movie. This is a good excuse for us to watch it again. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, be good. So, and again, turning and, thirty and, years old. And now, I will say, I want, I want everyone listening to go on Disney Plus, watch Rocketeer. And it is great. You can just say that now. It's, yeah. just, it's on Disney Plus. Go watch it. You will be surprised at how much like a modern superhero movie it really it's, does. It feel. holds up so well. It, it totally I mean, does. Some people maybe the effects that they're, but I like those still too. I'm so yeah. Cool. I mean, it is nineteen ninety one special effects, which again I think hold up. Pretty darn yeah, it's well. all composite yeah. screen stuff as opposed to CG, but yeah. it's such a fun movie. And yeah, we'll get into it and, next and month. What about the soundtrack. what about the Super Nintendo uh, video game? Oh, we'll talk about those. Okay, <laughs> we'll sure. talk about some games. What about the game Dark Void coming to Games with Gold I'm this month? How that. about that? Yeah, that. But uh, and we have a point five episode here, which maybe we can use just as um no good excuse to talk about Universal Studios. I don't know <laughs> so, other yeah. theme parks. Yeah, we we'll do that. Yeah, that'd be fun. There we'll we go. We'll think about that. Yeah, so that's so we got our future set up here. All right, well, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of 90s Disney. Uh, Please go to 90sDisney.com where you can find past, present, and future episodes and the show notes. Like I said, you want to check out this total immersion kind of documentary about adventure. Pretty pretty entertaining. Pretty entertaining. Uh, And, you know, uh, make sure you're following us. We we had a Teespring store. We had, we had a, yeah, we had a store. Turns out putting Disney in your name, uh, uh, get some lawyers saying, nah, Disney you can't didn't do like that. that. So we'll, we'll, we're we're going to figure it out. The plan, we'll get some more design the plan is to have a nice launch of something in time for our second anniversary, which is yeah. coming up pretty uh, we darn have, quick. Yeah. We, we've designed a, a Ice Station Cool shirt for that, so yeah. some fun stuff. It'll watch this space for more. Mm. Uh, but in the meantime, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, what you call us it? T-Public. What I say? T-Public. I don't know what you said. You didn't say there's T. A, there, I, there's said, a I think, I think you said T. Fury. Fury. Isn't yeah, that the other one? Yeah, yeah sorry, T. Public. Maybe we should use T. Fury. I don't know. Anyway. Disney will find us wherever <laughs> we go. <laughs> Their eyes Just everywhere. open an Etsy shop and be done with it. Yeah, right. Uh, that, no, it's yeah, there. You, you, gotta, have to, yeah, you have to you print, print your print own print 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 print
All right, guys, email us, 90sDisneyPodcast at gmail.com if you want to hit us up with any questions, comments, concerns, clarifications, and quinoa. Quinoa? And what? I don't know. <laughs> that, like, rice substitute stuff? Yeah. Nah. Wait, you like quinoa? No. no. My wife loves it. I hate it. <laughs> Thank she... you for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time right here at 90s Chris was Disney. about to say more about quinoa. We're gone. No, we're gone, yeah. Don't worry about it. Goodbye. <laughs>